This time on No Not the Mind Probe, episode number 47. Time Lord is on our side. It's gonna avoid us getting sued. Good good job. Yes, it is. Welcome to no, not the mind problem. It's, it's mm. meta contextual yeah. because, of course, we've been watching a lot of hours of Doctor Who for this episode, yeah. but also the <laughs> yes. mind probe just keeps going. Uh. <laughs> That's how our listeners react. They're like, yeah, no, not the mind probe. Oh, God. Uh, it's probe. a podcast where we watch and rank every single Doctor Who story ever. My name is John Grant, uh, and I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it. I just had a birthday, so I've watched it for 37 years. Probers celebrate the birthday with us in spirit, anyway. Yeah, I mean, and celebrate when you can. Like John Grant's birthday observed, you yeah. know, it's different days depending it's, 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 upon. Canada does it a different time, oddly, but you know, it's like whatever. That's fine. There's <laughs> certain Chinese communist holidays that are around that time too. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Porter Mason, and John has been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 25 years, and about a year or so ago, finally said yes. Yes, he did. Uh, and I've been saying yes for 46 episodes. This is the 47th. Uh, each and of these... we, get, we have to mark a moment of, uh, okay. of no, not to mind probe history here, uh, because we are recording this on Sunday, uh, October thirty first, Halloween, uh, and a new episode of Doctor Who has gone out, and I have not seen it. So there is a Doctor what? Who episode that neither of us have seen. And <gasps> it's the only moment right now. So if I just like, if I if somehow got you off on a tangent during this <laughs> podcast, and then just like left, and then ran off and watched this episode. <laughs> I could see you it could. before you. Yes, you could put yourself ahead wow. of me. But yes, for the moment, on one single Doctor Who episode, there is a, a level of equality uh, that will mm. not last. Uh, and that, uh, <laughs> that is, yeah. Now, of course, all I think about is that means that like we're making some real progress in this podcast in terms of me seeing these episodes. And then they just now they're going to make new ones. And like uh, dropping another. Yeah, that's uh, dropped on us like a ton of bricks. It's like, um, it's like you it's like you know you're working at your desk and you're busily getting that that inbox stack down and then just Chris Chibnall, the producer just walked in and dropped a stack of tapes on there and you're just like So does Chris. that mean the new doctor is revealed in this episode? Uh, no no she's uh, she's still got another season to go. Oh and, uh, and right right right. Okay, okay, yeah, so we, we still don't know who she's going to be. No, no, who, we, and, we know who she is. Know who and we know that Russell T Davies will be the showrunner or is also that the showrunner for this final season. No no he's uh, so that he's he will be the showrunner um uh, after the couple of specials. Okay, got it. Very exciting, yeah. very exciting. Well, uh, so what we do on this podcast, by the way, is each of these uh, episodes, we look at two stories. We're going through the 21st century Doctor Who in order, and then our Doctor Who sommelier, John, pairs uh, that story with one of the classic stories. So, John, what kind of small potatoes episode <laughs> is this? What, yeah, what little tiny stories do we have for this episode? It's, it's Epics Week uh, on uh, No Not the Mind Probe. Uh, it's, if, just, just, if you just happen to have seven hours to spare, though, uh, <laughs> and you, this, this, these are the two you'd want to you'd want to watch, or three, I guess. I think. Uh, so, yes, it is, it is the David Tennant finale. It's wrapping up, kids. Uh, at last, it's been wrapping up <laughs> for about six episodes, <laughs> but it's really wrapping up here. Uh, and and, uh, and also, it's been wrapping up in in the time that these were released. 
uh, meaning the actual episodes, it's been, quote, wrapping up for about 18 months, yeah. it seems like, at this point. We're, the man knows how to have a swan song. Uh, so um, uh, we have The End of Time, part one, that broadcast first, cleverly. Uh, it's a time travel show. You could have fun with it. Uh, the End of Time, part one, broadcast on Christmas Day. Uh, and then a, a week later for New Year's, they had The End of Time, part two uh which makes sense uh which again wraps up the david Tennant era uh so we also are going back uh into the wrap-up of the, the patrick trout era the second doctor era. uh they just went with you know they just went straight up 10 episodes like yeah you know what two whatever we're gonna do 10 episodes uh of the war games uh the great uh patrick Trout finale all right, let's recap uh, these episodes such as is possible. Now, normally, um, as you all know, we um, are somewhat loquacious and, mm. um, you know, we'll recap these stories and at times uh, approach the running time <laughs> of the episodes that we're recapping. Uh, we will, thankfully, this will be a longer than normal episode, most likely, we're mm. thinking, um, but we will get nowhere near the running t- combined running time of these two episodes. Um so first we have um oh I'm looking at the wrong one. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh David Tennyson. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh so this was the Christmas and New Year special. So I guess they actually aired them they really were aired a week yeah. apart um on, on Christmas and, and New Year's. Yeah, uh, one. They were um and then they were kind of supersized amongst themselves. So sixty minutes and then seventy two minutes, uh an hour and twelve minutes for uh, part two. You do get the impression, just even from watching it, just like that they were actually giving Russell T. Davies more time, and he was like, "No, God, please, no." <laughs> like, yeah, and he's like, "I don't know this. You want me like, to you, show you this? Want to Forty minutes? Like, no, no. I, I only wanted one episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is story number two hundred and two of the, I believe it was three hundred sixty-five episodes we have uh, going. Two hundred ninety-five. Sorry, so two hundred two of two hundred ninety-five. Although, as you pointed out, that's another stat I need to change. Two hundred ninety-six. Yep. yep. Um, numbers game, Doctor. What else? Uh, like, I'm sorry. Did we? I did mention specifically. It's Christmas 2009, and then uh, New Year's Day 2010. Um, it's you know, it's the it's the tenth Doctor, and mm-hmm. kind of once again, kind of everybody else. Um, <laughs> so uh, here's a little clip that John has of the end of time. But I was told. He will knock four times. That was a prophecy. Knock four times and then... You ever like, thought, when I saw you before, you said that your people could change, like, your whole body. I can still die. If I'm killed before regeneration, then I'm dead. Even then, even if I change, it feels like dying. Everything I am dies. Some new man goes sauntering away. And I'm dead. All right. Uh, John, by the way, you appear to be muted. So if you want to unmute yourself in Zencaster, there's a little button there that has you muted. Um, did my back? Yeah, there you go. Hey. <laughs> I don't know why. Behind the <laughs> scenes, <laughs> folks. Behind the scenes. <laughs> These people pay extra for this. Um, uh, yeah, very, very, very uh, plucky quote. Uh, uh, no, but I, I, I do like, uh, I picked it because I do like um, Russell Davies trying to sort of put some stakes in with regeneration to be like, I don't know if I just turn it into someone else. And, and it's like, oh, okay, well, actually, it's a little bit more true. So, Is that a new detail? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, it, it never talked about like they loved regeneration or anything, but they never really, it was just like, yeah, okay, now there's a new doctor, right? They didn't make as big a deal out of it. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I think Russell Davis is again, like, it needs to have more emotional stakes to it. So it's just trying to do. So, uh, I'll try to recap this. Um, in general, I would say if you're watching these, I would kind of say, Hey, you could watch the end of time. Um, you know, you could, you definitely could. <laughs> you could do that. Sure <laughs> That's a way to man. go. Um, uh, and also you could watch, uh, the stolen earth, the journey's end, but I don't know that you need to watch both. Like there, <laughs> a lot of similar notes are hit. Um, yeah. it, and in that, again, like you said, it is David Tennant's swan song. Now we exciting thing. I think an exciting thing about this one is we get Wilfred as a true companion. Yeah. So, um, starting off from the very beginning, we have this narrator who I think we don't know who it is. It say voice, that, like, that sounds like Timothy Dalton. Um, everyone's thinking about the master. So now I'm immediately like, oh, okay, like uh, the master is <laughs> not my favorite. And I, I think that the modern, uh, this gentleman uh, who plays the master. Uh, say it again. John Sim. John Sim, yeah. yes. Does does a good job. I mean, you know, interesting, but he not, takes this one over the top, though. I feel like he re- he really goes crazy. Big, yeah. Um, but Wilfred is actually able to everyone's having bad dreams with the master in them. Wilfred actually, which they should, because he mm-hmm. basically almost destroyed the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, very publicly. Mm-hmm. But Wilfred remembers them, and he and as such, he's looking for the doctor. Um, and then we see that someone is resurrecting the master somewhere um and then his his ex-wife who we remember from last of the time lords messes up that yeah. and then so, there's, like, that's what ex-wives do right to mess up, mm-hmm. you know? messing oh, it up can you get a resurrection right good job lady Sorry. well and then actually what she does is that she kills everyone who was trying to resurrect him but he's still reborn and he becomes basically like a monster figure he's right he's ravenous and like eating people there, there are a lot of I can it's filming scenes of him eating stuff and it's just like, and talking about eating stuff. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I think we get it. RTD, he's hungry. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I do that a lot. And I will say with that, like, I did find it, it's a much, this is a very uh, theater nerd dumb way to say it, but it's like, it's a very active choice for him. Uh, <laughs> and there is more, like, it is sort of a more interesting thing, but like, he's become this crazy, almost like, yeah, monster um, mm-hmm. rather than this sort of as you always refer to him as like mustache twirling like yes. <laughs> oh, <I'm out laughs> the you will never defeat me no nah, um, i'm just gonna eat a whole turkey instead <laughs> so um then we're back on the ood planet um mm-hmm. where the doctor's hanging out you know saying i back back with the ood <laughs> and he's warned that the master is reborn and that the end of time is coming so yeah. you know he's like "Ooh, better get this, on that it's a, a, a rusty davis is using like a portentous dialogue generator like everything was like <laughs> had bad dreams and then and so the players took their places for the final day it's like all right i guess you knew you had <laughs> it's very portentous all of it so it's very bad and he gets to earth and he sees wilford he's like hey wilford and then they talk. <laughs> um so th- they join up they find the master and there's kind of a battle scene there we hear more about the four knocks, which we referenced here. The master has been hearing the sound of drums in his head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he says at this point that it's like his whole life he's being heard. He kind of writes, them off, writes it off to the master is like insane. Yeah. Um, which is but, not an invalid conclusion to draw. I mean, 
behavior. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then he masters captured by super rich guy. Yeah. Um, and this rich guy, as they all do, doing really good things with his money, and he's um he's trying to use some alien technology that's going to make him immortal. I mean, he's trying and... to for his daughter. Oh, for his daughter. Yeah. And then he wants the master to fix what he's doing. Um, we uh, we head to so the doctor and Wilfred are headed there to try to stop this. They meet up with some aliens uh who uh whose technology that the the they're trying to fix for this this immortality gate practice people yeah Mm -hmm. the doctor is too late the master activates the gate which of course he's completely changed for his fiendish purposes and he replaces all this isn't a thing that can be done but he replaces all of human dna with his own dna he rewrites it yeah so everyone right but that doesn't make your head change into the map apparently it does i mean i've got more evidence my favorite (laughs) you're like changes obama i don't know um yeah so then yeah so it's a weird sequence where everyone's head kind of wobbles very quickly and then becomes um uh, uh, John becomes John Simpson. Yeah. So uh, that's say, uh, he, weird. In an interview with him, uh, <laughs> they're talking about recording this, uh, and he, of course, he first he asks, he's like, "Well, if I'm playing all of the roles, don't I get? A, I should be getting a lot more money." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then they went to they had to record the sequence because it's a very lengthy at the end of of him becoming everyone and then everyone laughing. And he goes, "I get." He said, "I spent a day just laughing like that." constantly because i just had to record that for every yeah. character in every scene oh <laughs> he was awful <laughs> yeah because what's really funny is throughout the sequence where he's like this he he retains everyone's clothes everyone yeah. decides to keep their clothes but just become john sim anyway um, the only people who aren't affected are the doctor um and then wilfred and then donna because you know their their name above the title people yeah. so they're they're protected uh and then it's uh, what they say is that well wilfred's there kind of inside he was in a glass box yeah um but donna and the doctor the, the, it affects humans so the doctor's not a human and donna has mm-hmm. time more dna uh, sure, within yeah. her now so she's not affected okay yeah i guess that must make sense donna and i feel like this is one of those where it's like this is too quick to do this where now donna as you know when we last left donna um her mind was wiped this is donna when donna left um which was in journey's end right where mm-hmm. that was yeah. um her mind was wiped uh she had no memory of being with the doctor and the way the kind of plot time bomb that was set up was she can never learn about this because <clears throat> it'll it'll drive her insane and she'll die like the, it, it it's too much so you know that's set up that's sort of like a a, a, a you know Chekhov's gun thing where it's mm-hmm. like it's set down there um you know Chekhov's gun thing is a, there's a gun in the play in the first act somebody better fire it in the second act um or else you know why is it there so yeah, i'd so imagine this is going to come back at some point you would hope down would come back but it just feels like we just had like two or three stories and now this is happening again it just feels like too much too soon mm-hmm. anyway this is kind of the end of the of the almost the end of the first part the other big part is we cut to james bond timothy dalton, timothy dalton. As a yeah, head dude. of the time lords and um he's like what's what's going on over here i gotta go take care <laughs> of some stuff story and i just a disturbance here <laughs> and they are very uh they you're talking about portentous dialogue generators Oof. they have they have their own right they have 
there's portentous dialogue sidearms ready and locked and loaded yeah no is, is timothy dalton uh i've seen about this is timothy dalton a get to you like i mean so he's 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 james bond or was james bond right. not one of the less i liked his but yeah. he was i'm not you're yeah. right not one of the better known ones. uh so yeah i mean so it, 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 certainly when this was when he was cast and was happening people was like oh this is a big deal like you know they got a big actor in it but i don't know is he is he he's and i should say he's not he's done other things besides james Bond. Right. he's an excellent actor he's very good in the line in winter he's very young and he's in a lot of great movies um I, I, I think a lot of theater, but it's kind of like, right. oh, it's, 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 it's just he a like star? A, yeah, it's just like you've gotten like Robert Redford. <laughs> I would say maybe more so in Britain just because he was a Bond. So just yeah. anyone who was a Bond, yeah. like that's something. Um, but yeah, I agree. He's not like, um, I wouldn't think it's a huge get. It's it's not like Sean Connery's there. Yeah, you know, right. something like that. That would be cool. To pick another Bond. That would have been. So, by the way, so that's the end of part one. Do we want to stop here or just do all of the plot for, for hey, both? Hey, you just keep rolling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, but what we hear from the Time Lords is like, hey, why don't we come? Let's bring Gallifrey back. Um, so this is basically what yeah, we... They didn't, it wasn't like they were coming along on a picnic. You're like, hey, why don't we come? And we'll bring Gallifrey back. And I'm like, all right. Throw the no, it's kind of like the Blues Brothers thing. They're like, why don't we get the band back together? Guys, this will be so much fun. The Doctor, the Master, they're having a blast yeah, down there. Man. Come on. Shooting each other and falling down. Things are great. So, okay. The Doctor and Wilford escaped. Um, Donna is not dead <laughs> because the Doctor... You know, Deus Ex Doctor planted yep. a thing that saved her from the thing that he said would kill her from before. Um, so and then great. she's pretty but, much sidelined for the rest of the day. They're like, oh, okay, she's out. Yeah, <laughs> she's and then out. and then she forgets the doctor too. I mean, what he basically put in place is that it's when that happened and she started to remember things, she is then stunned again, um, and it causes her to forget things again. <laughs> So they're the the Time Lords talk a bunch and they're talking about how they put this sound of drums into the master's mind. It was real. They, I mean, mm-hmm. it was real in the sense that it, it, it has been it wasn't planted into his head since he was little. And the billions of masters that were made then made that sound of drums very loud, which was a signal that was sort of triggered for um, the Gallifreyans to. Uh, to be like hey let's let's bring back gallifrey uh you can tell me more about this it's very <laughs> confusing but basically um the time war happened the 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 head time war timothy dalton wrestle on yes. like, he's been mentioned but never well the only seen was before him let's rise back up but he maybe he was always but he definitely is now yeah, pretty tyrannical. evil <laughs> and is basically saying i want to take over the universe like I'm going to bring Gallifrey back because I want to rule the universe. Right. Um, and the doctor is very against it and understands that, Oh, what he's here to stop is reopening the time war because it was like, it was a horrible thing, but it happened and it's done. And if we reopen this, um, everything's going to be horrible again. He tries to convince the master to work with him on this, um, to say, Hey, let's work together. That always works really well. Yeah. <laughs> that always is an easy sell. <laughs> Um, and so we, he, he, the, he does, he does work with him. He kind of sees it as, oh, he's been screwed by the time wards. Uh, the, the master rather is, is says, I've been screwed by the time wards. So I'm going to do this. I am going to, um, come in and he saves the doctor, uh, and then the time wards are gone. But then we hear the four knocks 
Uh, and so what's happened is that Wilfred it knocks four times and is stuck in one of the like control he's stuck in a box again control the nuclear power so they need to always have a technician uh it is it's 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 immediately set up and you're just like they explain the rules and you're like oh yeah this is gonna be important (laughs) (laughs) me of the box that someone was stuck in in was it trial of the time lords um anyway um it was another master episode actually i mean makes sense uh so uh he's stuck in there and basically in order to save his life, the doctor's going to have to go in there and be irradiated. And um, so that means he's going to be again. That was unclear to me. Is it did in him absorbing that radiation? Did he know that he was just going to have to regenerate or was he thinking he possibly would die? I think he assumed he would regenerate. Yeah. Okay. And but again, was, that's, that's why you have to, to set up in the first episode. Of, it, it's like death. It's still a big deal. If it was just like, yeah, whatever, I just change another face. Yeah. Well, like, oh, right. Deal. Yeah. And I, I get that. But the doctor has been moping around for 18 months. Yeah. And not that he's, he's like suicidal. Maybe I'll find Rose in there. <laughs> but not that he's like suicidal, but in terms of like the natural way of time wards is to kind of, it seems like he's sort of at the end of the rope of this doctor. But um, so he goes in there, he gets irradiated. He he we get to see the uh, regeneration scene. And <laughs> like, uh, really, oh, he's right. OK, he's, it's the end. Oh, here, so, it's over. The, the swan song is over. Oh, God. There's <laughs> another 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So I would just say he starts to regenerate and then. Well, not even he starts to regenerate. Anyway, he goes once again and visits like mm-hmm. every single character. Like we see the last episode of Seinfeld where everyone comes through. And, you know, we see Jack and we see Martha and we see whatever. And it's like that. that's what I mean, where it's like, I actually think if this had been the finale and the other one would have never happened, this might yeah. work better as a finale. But since we had the other one, it just feels like, oh, my gosh, just end this, like, just move yeah. on. And but anyway, could to be, it had been about a year. I mean, it was still, you know, to us watching it quickly in order, it may seem a little. Oh, bit I know. But I agree. Nothing new is happening. Like, uh, you're right. I mean, it's it, it's uh, exacerbated by the fact that I watch it so close together. <laughs> but I also think if I had waited a year and then it was like, oh, so kind of the same thing again. Like, here we go. But anyway, what I wanted to say is then when he finally at the moment of regeneration, he says, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And uh, it was a nice moment. But again, I found it kind of I don't know. Maybe it's a great line. I don't know. But it just sort of seemed funny to be. Boy, he's been moping about <laughs> kind of wanting to go. But and then Matt Smith shows up and has a couple really just dynamic moments about five seconds and you're like man i want to watch this right now <laughs> uh, so i will say the best thing about this episode in some ways to me was that last moment of like oh i'm in like what's this <laughs> like uh because he's just so different but also so immediately the doctor in a cool way um yeah. that i thought um again and david tennant's amazing i mean he's the best doctor i that kind of i've probably seen so far but um, it was just amazing. So, and maybe that's what's even all the more impressive is that then, then in a few moments, I think we're all ready to see the next doctor at this yeah, point. Of you know, it's coming, yeah. mm-hmm. been a really good run. 
And then so and it's exciting that the next one comes and is just so immediately compelling. So, yeah. And it's interesting that they um, so the uh, Stephen Moffat was taking over and he was the one who cast Matt Smith, of course, and was running the show. Um, and so, yeah, there is a um, uh, the tradition is that you know, the new, you know, they the old producer writes the story and then it's like, OK, we get through a generation. And then just the last five pages or whatever are for the new. So it's like Steve Moffat has to sit down and write the first scene because uh, obviously it's it. But can you imagine just sort of the. Not here's your first episode. <clears throat> That's enough pressure, right? Here's your first episode. You've got to establish this character, do all this stuff, and the rules are shown all that kind of stuff. You have five pages <laughs> to tack onto the end of another episode to introduce the character in the leading man that's going to make your entire fortune or not. Um, I get, that's a lot of pressure to write those <laughs> initial pages. Uh, but yes, he pulls it off. And then, uh, you know, they often will have. The, the new director or the the old the, the director who's doing that story will do the last five minutes, but they'll you know they'll remove half the the, the production team. Like I mean, the people who the old people leave because they're like, well, I'm not here anymore. Uh, <laughs> they also <laughs> very. It depends on the regeneration of the director, but um, actually, I think now with the uh, with uh, the way they're doing the computer, um, you know, before they you would do the rollback and mix, so they would put the two actors on the floor on either side of the room and they would blend them together. But okay. now, um, and now I don't think the doctors even meet each other. I think there's sort of a no. It's okay. It's uh, it's it's David Tennant's last day on the set, and then he goes off, and then the next day or whatever, Matt Smith comes. In. And I don't actually. Uh, Jodie Whittaker, I think, said she didn't meet Peter Capaldi until she bumped into him on the street one day. She's like, oh, <laughs> so like it's, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like there, are other shows. I mean, in the past, they would interview the doctors, and they'd be like, yeah, I, I was, you know, I was there, and they were done. Okay, you're out, and you go, and then the other guy's starting to carry on your place. Like you're being replaced instantly, <laughs> and you're watching it happen, and you're sharing out the door. It's pretty interesting, but anyway. And and so, one thing that's a series wrap for David Tennant. Yeah, David um, Tennant. So clap it out for David Tennant. Yeah, uh, but you know, it took a few years to come back and start doing the big finish. But you know, for now, he's out. So right. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, my my overall thing with this is, I, it, it did not feel like it needed to be almost two and a half hours long. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I think the master plot lines. I just for me at least are like. They're just really tough. Um, yeah. I thought actually this one among the master plot lines, I thought it was pretty pretty good one. Like definitely better than the um the previous one where where Paul Sim was uh, I'm sorry, where John Sim was introduced. Um where the one where uh David Tennant got turned into Dobby the house yeah, elf. Right, little um, tiny doctor, yep. That was really tough. Uh this one is better than that, but then still had this kind of I think the doppelganger thing was kind of cringy yeah. and it's a weird effect. Weird because I think similar to the the when he's turned into the little tiny doctor, um, it's presented as like ah ha ha like at this, and it's like yeah, that just looks, looks kind of goofy. Like it just doesn't make sense. Um, this idea, I don't know. And then it's just a weird thing that like he took over the Earth by making everyone himself or what? Like well, why is he doing that? Like it, so, um, but even the plot. Even leaving the plot as it is, it just didn't need to be two and a half hours. Now you just you do uh, you do feel like uh, again they really did shove extra minutes in his in his hands and Russell Davis is like oh, uh, okay I'll try to come up with something like I mean the the first part is it's just meandering and it's just like oh we're gonna we have to find the doctor here here's June Whitfield a very huge British actress uh, who's famous for many things and a bunch of and we're gonna have old people drive around in a bus. Uh, and then we'll never see them again. <laughs> like, and, then, and then the master, he's eating, you know, burgers at the uh, at the, this you know dump site or whatever, and uh, chasing people around like Superman. And, and like they just kept sort of going. Oh, now we'll go to a cafe with Wilbur. Like they, they, 
And Wilfred's great. He's going, I mean, yeah, but there's no, know. he's just kind of like writing with it. He had no idea where he's going. <laughs> Other than he obviously had come up with a cliffhanger, which is an epic cliffhanger. I mean, it's, you know, it, boy, it, is, it is sort of the epitome of how they can get out of that. And then certainly the, you know, oh, look, everybody's the masters. Like, oh, that's a pretty good cliffhanger. And then they're like, ah, Timothy Dalton's here and he's Rassilon and the Time Lords are back. Didn't see that coming, so, did you? <laughs> right. And that was pretty great. Yeah. And then I felt like, it was like, oh, yeah, anyway, so that's dealt with. And it's like, what? That's a huge <laughs> thing. Like, if you're yeah. going to make it this two and a half hour thing, why not, like, make it a big budget thing? Like, go to Gallifrey. Go to the Time Council. Get all involved in this. Let's see the Time War. Let's see flashbacks to the Time War. Yeah. Let's see this stuff. That, I mean, I wasn't necessarily, honestly, my, my feeling watching at the time was like, let's just move on. Let's get to the next doctor. <laughs> like, I honestly didn't want that. But if you, like, if you were going to do some of that stuff, I think that would have been pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, it, it, there's, um, yeah, again, you're right. It's, it could have been bigger. There's certainly a lot of moments. It's mostly just Timothy Dalton at a, at a table, at a conference table, arguing with people. Um, and in a way that, I mean, you know, I, I, I did remark to Michael, you're watching it this time, uh, you know, John Sim, John, uh, uh, yeah, John Sim has been chewing the scenery, uh, you know, for for an episode and a half, or uh, the whole episode of part one. Uh, and then Timothy Dalton shows up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you want to see some scenery?" <laughs> like, What's that phrase like? Oh, and Timothy Dalton says, "Hold my beer." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really, I and mean, in a good way, like, you know, in, a, in a way that you know, yeah, I feel fun. like a, a good actor is like, "I'm a bad guy on Doctor Who," then I'm going to have a great, and I'm, I got this yeah. get up on, like, yeah, let's yeah. go, let's do <laughs> yeah, let's this. Go for it. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this subtly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's um, uh, what now? What of the the appearance of this council and the character that Timothy Dalton was playing? Is that canon or is this new or what is it? So we'd heard. So we'd heard about Rassilon a lot. Uh, and then his, so his name is Rassilon. Yeah, he was mentioned in okay. the Deadly Assassin, uh, the, the one we watched with uh, Baker. Um, and um, uh, he sort of established as the the the. Um, the key figure of Time Lord history, right? He's sort of the, the the one who helped them, or the one who discovered time travel and turned them into Time Lords. Oh wow! Uh, and so he's he's big deal. Uh, turned he, them into Time Lords. Yeah, so they're Gallifreyans, right? They're from the planet Gallifrey, but then they became proficient at time travel, and they're like, oh, wow, okay. Lords of Time now. Yeah, it'd be like if I became proficient at uh, you know Doctor Who book collecting, and I became a, a Who book lord collector. Uh, <laughs> so um, uh, they uh. Uh, yeah, so wrestling has been established. We saw him, uh, a flash of him in, uh, he's established dead in the five doctors, uh, and we, we go to his tomb. Uh, but then he sort of still has some sort of living consciousness, it's never quite fully explained. Uh, and then here they do, and um, there's a throwaway line where they're like, uh, oh, you would, ever since you've been resurrected, as if that was a casual thing, uh, <laughs> you, you really haven't been the same since you were resurrected from the dead. Oh, um, hey, John, you got resur- resurrected? You look great. <laughs> Um, so yes, uh, and there is sort of a, I mean, I mean, see this a little bit with the war games too, uh, we'll talk about in a minute, but, um, they do like to play with this idea of like, well, were the Time Lords, these great, nice, benevolent people, or were they really kind of, you know, dicks? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and so they play with that idea and I, you know, obviously they're doing it, uh, here a little bit. Um, I, I do, uh, I do. Uh, Wilf has done a great job here as a companion, and I, um, I said, um, oh, the, it was the other character of the council, um, the woman who shows up and is talking to Wilf, uh, uh, you know, through the TV, and gives sort of the again portentous warnings, uh, and then um, she's also on the council, 
And uh, she's sure that in she shares a scene where she's looking at the doctor, like when he's she's got her uh, hands covering her face because she voted against the which we should make senators do that. Uh, she voted against like them doing whatever they're doing. Anyway, Russell T. Davies has said his intent was that that was the doctor's mother. Uh, it's never confirmed on screen or anything, but the, the sort of idea for that was that oh well, yes, that was the that was that obviously there's some connection between them, uh, and it just was meant to be the doctor's mother. Uh, who we never heard mentioned before or anything bad, but anyway, so that was the uh, um, uh, that was the idea there because uh, they obviously spent a lot of screen time on her and then never really explained so. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, you do have um, uh, uh, you do have the um, uh, the old companions uh, at send off there. Um, so a couple things on that. I, I, I do I didn't like how Mickey and Martha got married. They only they met like once, in yeah. the, and they were like, "Oh, well, you two are black." <laughs> yeah. I mean, I other. like both of them, but yeah. it's just sort of yeah. funny. Um, I I like how everyone got like sort of a here's this really special moment, a romantic connection, or whatever. Jack just gets laid. He's just like, "Hey, that guy yeah. next to you is gay." Is Alonzo? That was that character Alonzo from yeah from the um, uh, from Voyage of the Damned, and um, oh okay, right, uh, right, right. And he's played by Russell Tovey, who is is a well known gay person. Uh, like oh, uh, like Mark Gates, uh, and she is. Um, uh, so anyway, uh, that, I, I did like. Um, I liked uh, Jessica Hines came back the the woman who the yeah. doctor married. Well, that, up the the uh, descendant of the woman who the doctor married, but it's the same actress, and she's the actress from Space, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, the uh, woman there. Um, I, uh, I again credit Russell Davis on his ability to. I, I cried watching that scene again today. <laughs> in like two minutes uh, it's of great. that scene, I mean, it's it, like, wow, what a great moment! Uh, it's and just great, it. and it's um, just like it's just that we just did it all already. Yeah. Like, what is <laughs> that? Uh, and then the other one I cried at, which I, is um, uh, he gives the lottery ticket to um, to Wilf and to um, yeah, uh, Dom's mother. Uh, and I don't know if you catch it. He says he 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 didn't have any money, so he had to go back and he borrowed a, a pound note off of Donna's dead father to pay yeah. for the lottery ticket, and so it's like. It's such a stupid thing, but it's also it was. I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> so, okay, and of course, well, Rose. We have Rose. Get one more Rose. Rose. Uh, and uh, the other last thing is then. Uh, so the uh, he sees Sarah Jane, and I also again love how getting making her sort of special in the canon is that you can tell she knows, right? She's looking at him, and she's like, oh yeah, he's gonna be I mean, she, oh. she would be terrible. She said that. Oh yeah, he's gonna be terrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can tell she knows, but that was a, a commentary by Russell Davies on them. Uh, he because the Sarah Jane Adventures was now running, and he would have a joking remark here and all that he he it would annoy him that the kids never looked both ways when they crossed the street. Uh, he's like they're gonna get hit by a car, and so he just wrote this he's like, well, there, yeah, <laughs> get hit by a car and killed if the doctors did to rescue them. Uh, but yes, um, uh, uh, and I think that's that's the that's the whole trek through the, the experience. But it is it's the beginning of Doctor Who really milking the regeneration. I mean, the story ends at like 40 minute mark and then you get a 20 minutes of, of like, all right, he's on the way out. Everybody say, get your goodbyes. In. <laughs> it's like, they really, really, uh, and, uh, milk the regeneration. And you know what? Um, also what I think rang hollow for me was, uh, the, the, the previous finale, Ended with essentially what we thought was going to be a regeneration, right. very fake. And then one. it was like a head, a head fake, and then so it's like I don't want to see that. Like we already got, <laughs> we're we're here, like mm-hmm. at this point waiting. We don't need to do this again. And I almost, yeah, I just felt like it could have gone a number of different ways that would have been more satisfying. An interesting way that would have been harder to do, rather than have the last five pages. What if the regeneration is like in the middle of this episode, and like we really have 
a a kind of gradation between one and the other that would have been interesting Mm -hmm. really going into time lord um you know uh yeah canon and and world building of gallifrey like that'd be cool like that would be totally unlike um what we saw but this just felt like yep it's another earth's (laughs) gotta be saved story and you know saved from the master and then again the time words come but like they really feel kind of inconsequential there's a little macguffin with that diamond or whatever that they have the and then they, yeah so you know yeah yeah it's, it's a lot of ideas jumbled up and i'm like oh be clear this but nothing really i stopped doing much with them uh, which is the disappointing part and yet it's um, still david yeah. Tennant's last episode and there are some really great moments um <laughs> yeah. so like as much as i didn't really love the story it it's very enjoyable um you know as always he's just sort of He's enjoyable to watch. And Will, I really did genuinely like Wilfred being the companion. The other thing is, I think it would also be different if we also hadn't have had these sort of three side story adventures before. I almost think there could be a reordering of how all this happened that would have been more satisfying. Um, I Can actually like Russell, D- Russell. You ready to start? <laughs> What's that? Russell, Russell T. Davis. He's paying attention. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right pen, pen to pad. All right. Yeah. right? <laughs> because I assume what he plans on doing is bring back David Tennant. Yeah, right. <laughs> just run it back. Like run everything back. He'll be like, I got to find Rose. Um, so no, but, but I think those side stories, I really like them. Um, like I said, they kind of rejuvenated my interest in everything, which was sort of, Again, just getting near the end of like tiring of this long story coming together and um and then but then now going back and kind of doing it one more time just felt like um, a weird false start to me yeah and again i, I don't I, I can't remember the exact details but i i, so I feel like what's going on with the bbc is like the show is huge i mean you gotta give credit again to um Russell Davies and David Tennant, they're leaving a massive hit, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if you had asked anyone when the show started in 2005, like, what's your greatest hope for Doctor Who? I'd be like, I hope it doesn't get canceled before they can get the episodes out on DVD. <laughs> like, like, there's no one would have predicted this. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that it became such a huge hit. And David Tennant became world-recognized uh, actor and, and yeah. character. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're walking out in pretty amazing time. And I think even they're practically a little overwhelmed by it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and you just feel like I, I, I'd love to know again is whether, you know, he was like, I just have need to do one episode. And they're like, you're going to do two. <laughs> like, all right. Because <laughs> um, I think they did release it in theaters uh, for people to watch it as a, a standalone. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just like, OK, I got to put together something epic here. Uh, <laughs> I just think he did OK, but I, I don't know that this would have been his first choice. Uh, one more thing, and then let's move on to The War Games, which is the final story for the second Doctor, um, which is our classic story for today. Uh, when Matt Smith shows up, one thing he says is, oh, I'm still not ginger, which is something yeah. that uh, <laughs> David Tennant said when he regenerated, was like, oh, I was wondering if I thought it would be ginger. I've never been ginger. Um, so I thought that was And, and uh, it doesn't really... They tried a few more times, and that they they were clearly going for uh, Geronimo was becoming become his new catchphrase. That's his last thing he yelled, like Geronimo. I was like, why, why would you yell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to our classic story of the War Games. It is twenty seven episodes long. <laughs> um, no, this is uh, season six. This is the second Doctor story, and we also have Jamie, uh, who's. Uh, you know, this uh, by the way, this is the end of the road for Jamie, uh, yeah. because we go into the one third actor now. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite companions, I, I really love Jay. Every time I've seen Jamie, I really like him, and Zoe, who I don't know as well. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I'm sure she's nice. 
but she, she seems nice. So second doctor, this is his final story. He regenerates at the end of this, or it's strongly implied. You don't yep. actually mm-hmm. see the next doctor, but um, I don't think and it can. is the seventh story of season six. Uh, it is story number 50 and it is 10 stinking episodes long. It aired the 19th of April through the 21st of June in 1969. So if you were just like waiting for that moon landing to happen, you'd be like, I only watch 10 episodes of the show. Um, and John has prepared a little clip and I will play that clip for you. You have heard the charge against you that you have repeatedly broken our most important law of non-interference in the affairs of other planets. What have you to say? Do you admit these actions? I not only admit them, I am proud of them. While you have been content merely to observe the evil in the galaxy, I have been fighting against it. It is not we who are on trial here, Doctor, it is you. No, no, of course you're above criticism, aren't you? Do you admit that these actions were justified? Yes, of course I do. Give me a thought channel and I'll show you some of the evils I've been fighting against. All right. So, <laughs> that was a very. They are robot servants of the cruel dominators. They tried to enslave a peace loving race. Then there were the Yeti. More robot killers. Instruments of an alien intelligence trying to take over the planet Earth. All this is entirely irrelevant. You asked me to justify my actions. I am doing so. Let me show you the ice warriors. Cruel Martian invaders. They tried to conquer the Earth too. So did the Cybermen. Half creature, half machine. But worst of all, were the Daleks. A pitiless race of conquerors exterminating all who came up against them. All these evils I have fought. While you have done nothing but observe... Uh, I forgot where you cut in during this episode. It was amazing. I was like, but that's Porter. Porter's voice comes over there. <laughs> by the way, I was a little known cameo by me, by uh, <laughs> by my by Buckmates and my dad. Um, yeah. So uh, let me try to summarize this. It is 10 episodes long, though. Surprisingly, like it's fairly straightforward. There, yeah. There's a little bit of it's not so much that there feels like padding, but it, there's just stuff that probably could have you know, the story itself could have been told more economically, but it's pretty interesting. So uh, the doctor, Jamie and Zoe, uh, the TARDIS basically, and this is a great sort of um, entry point into a story where the TARDIS just shows up in no man's land <laughs> in the middle of uh, World War II, World War One. And so they're being shot at. They get dragged into into the trenches are told this is World War One. You know, they and I say it's great because then it's like, they're right into the thick of something and the TARDIS is in a place where it is extremely impossible to get to. So great. They get into the, um, the trenches, talk to some of the, the soldiers in charge. And um, then we start to see that the, I think it was the, in this case, like the general who was in charge here, something else is going on and they're being uh, controlled by a lot. Or actually the general themselves is, um, controlling other people not actually general and is Anyone controlling with corrective them. eyewear is immediately suspect. <laughs> they use special glasses here yes and also he does the very not uh suspicious thing of anytime anyone comes through <laughs> his unlocked door with his you know weird alien stuff out he's like would you please knock um <laughs> never, do that. never do that again like, I, I would never say that to someone even if i was mad at them because it's like oh they're gonna think i was masturbating <laughs> 
So what we find out, um, and again, I'll just explain it. This is gets revealed over like Man, so episodes, in three yeah. episodes. Here's what we find out is that there's I'm not sure who they are. We can talk about that, but there's like no, a race of people who what they do is they pluck people out, pluck humans, sorry, uh, specifically pluck humans out of times of you know really interesting, famous wars, and they play them out. Um, and they have them actually play out the wars and they sort wipe their war memories. game of a thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's where the war <laughs> game comes from. They're actually playing them together. Um, and then they kind of set up little scenarios where they're trying to say like, oh, well, what, what if this would happen? And they, um, they, so and then the humans involved are, they're real people. They're taken from these places. They're, um, you know, looped into this other area. They don't understand what's going on because with mind control, they're just meant to believe whatever they're whatever they see that fits into. He explains it when they're uh, much later in like episode eight, where he's saying like, well, if they see something that doesn't fit with their time period, they just ignore it. Yeah. And if they see like anything, <laughs> exactly. And if they see anything that could fit into their time period, they just you know, if it's someone in charge, even though they're not wearing the uniform of World War One British officer, they just say that must that's my that's an officer in command. I just say that. So, um, so that's not good. They shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and then <laughs> along the way, you realize that kind of not the person in charge, but the person kind of second in command is someone who they is that the master. They keep it seems uh, like know, the master. They uh, it's there. That's said that it is uh, the war chief. Um, and the he's, war chief. They call yeah, him, yeah, somewhat somewhat definitively killed at the end. Although, although the master has been killed in test. Um. Uh, but yes, there, there's some fan fictiony stuff. It's like, yeah, that might have been an early master, but uh, it's not. It's not said. But this directly. is before the not, master has yeah, been introduced. Never been introduced. Yeah, okay. it's not said directly, but uh, you know, it could certainly be. It's real similar. Uh, first of all, has the facial hair of the master. Yeah, got a goatee. He has dark, evil goatee, so we know that he's evil. And um, I should say, specific, the other reason why I'm specifically <laughs> saying that is because it's found out he is a time lord. The reason he's mm-hmm. constructed this mm-hmm. is because he understands the powers of time and has been able to pluck people out of these things. He is a time ward. Um, so the doctor and Zoe and Jamie um, kind of they break some of the soldiers out of the trance. We find out that in this whole huge world that they're running these war games on, some people are able to break out of the mind control and have formed a little resistance. Um, and, and it's that's kind of fun because like the resistance is formed of these you know soldiers from every different war from like all time. So they're they're kind of interesting. They meet up with them. Toro Villa, who's was uh, the, the Mexican War whatever was, uh, fighter, uh, and he was uh, hot cast because Speedy Gonzalez was not available. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah, uh, like, oh, hot tempered <laughs> gentleman. Um, so so they talk a bunch about it. They're they're basically then what the doctor's trying to do is great. We need to stop this. I'm going to get these people back to their time. Um, and he. The, he they get in with the soldiers he they, essentially there's there's a lot of great things where essentially the way they sneak into the headquarters of the thing is they just sort of walk sneakily in and put on glasses <laughs> and it's like oh they have on the special glasses they they yeah. must be uh, they must be okay why would we and have then, the glasses if they don't wear it? there's no system we had <laughs> so that literally is how they 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 get pretty deep into this thing and then and so you're like, okay, I guess so. And then the doctor is like scratching his eyes for an extended period of time. So he takes his glasses off and they're like, hey, you're the doctor. It's like, all you had to do was just leave these glasses on. One thing on. to do, one job. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they 
the they're trying to help the resistance overthrow these people and then the doctor would try to sort out getting them all back um they 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 do help he tries to get the war chief to help him there's a kind of a back and forth for several episodes of like the doctor's actually going to work with the word with the the other time ward um against them and does it convincingly enough that yes our mexican friend is going to murder him <laughs> and then we find out you know that was just to get certain things to happen and they, they ultimately do shut down um shut them down but then it gets to the point where we say he says i'm going to need i can't get everyone back i'm sorry yeah. and they're using they, he's essentially using tardises to port people around and and bring them back from these places uh, they, they use TARDIS as like elevators in this. Like, oh yeah, hey Bob, yeah. going to the ninth floor. I'm going to the 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 Crimean War. See you later. So um, he says, "I'm going to need help," and he's going to need to. And we hear we see some linking themes here. I need the Doctor. Yeah. I need the the Gallifrey Council. And so we they eventually get there, and um, now our kind of like denouement of the of the story is. I'm going to put you guys on trial and, you know, dole out your sentence. So for the, the time, um, no, not the time ward, the, the war chief, uh, the warlord, warlord. The, the warlord, there's a back and forth where, by the way, I like the, the warlord is not the time ward. He's another guy, right? No, he's the head of the war yeah. people. <laughs> I, I thought he was played very well. He reminded me of Bob Balaban. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's like Philip Maddock who does do a lot of appearances. Doctor who's very good. Uh, but we most very recently good. saw him. He was the, um, I remember the guy in the Dalek invasion of Earth in 2150 AD. Uh, he was the guy who betrayed them. He like sold them out to the Daleks in the little uh, hut, and they they blow him up at the end. That's that's Philip Maddox. Same, same yeah, he's always he's, a little yeah. shifty. Yeah, but he he does he does choose to play. He could choose to play this very bombastically or whatever. Um, but he instead goes, you know, he's supposed to be the head of a war, big war race that all they do is fight wars, and he plays him instead like a little, you know, sort of. Goebbels, or like a yeah, very like smart. Yeah, it's like a smart choice for that time. Yeah. So, um, you know, they sentence him, and then the 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 more interesting thing is <clears throat> that's sort of just cleaned up and taken care of. Fine. <laughs> and then they say, "Oh, the doctor, we're putting you on trial now too." Um, but, so but, that, but did you, you just do that? <laughs> what? You just like you, what, you, you just put me on trial. You have a jury here to just add me to the list. <laughs> uh, this whole system's out of order. <laughs> Um, and you know, and, and, and I think this is, I think what the doctor, and maybe he even references it, but when he was weighing, do I, am I going to call them in? I assume that's why I think he kind of says this. He's like, look, I've been out here freelancing. I'm not even supposed to be doing any of this. So I'm probably going to get in trouble. So anyway, he does. This is his first, uh, encounter with them since he left, Like he's not seen them before. And he articulates, um, yeah. um, and you can talk more about this. I imagine this was new, especially because it was the second doctor. But they say, well, why? What's the problem? He's, why'd you leave? Yeah. It sounds great. It's like, because it was just boring. Like, they weren't <laughs> doing anything. And then there all this stuff would happen and no one was helping. And I wanted to go, you know, get involved and mix it up. And so I was like, that was interesting. He never quite heard that from him. Oh, it's, it's a wonderfully ordinary yeah. thing. Yeah. It's um, And uh, <laughs> Uh, there's a lot, a lot of people like I did too. Um, uh, it's not, I don't think it's established here, but later they also sort of established that he was kind of crappy in school, like he didn't get good grades, <laughs> 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 joking around and not pay attention. And uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's it's a nice 
alternative to what happens normally in these series where the person is like the messiah or the chosen one and like they're always <laughs> right, a big right. deal right uh, and, and and they're the most important to the best that's ever lived or whatever um and they're just like no it's just an ordinary guy it's just i mean like he becomes <laughs> very important but yeah. yes when he left it was just sort of anyway so he's kind of the screw up who he's out there doing this yeah. stuff not dissimilar but in a very different way from the war chief out here doing this stuff so anyway, they say, yeah, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. We're we're <laughs> we're sentencing you. To we're going to reformat the series. <laughs> First of all, we're going to, we are going to reformat the hard drives of your companions here. We're sending them back, and they won't remember anything. Actually, he says. They will remember their first encounter with you, and then that's it. And which I thought was that he left, right? So they'll just be like, "Okay, we had our dual adventure, um, and then um, and then the doctor just left, and you never went." Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's it, yeah. So they get sent back, and that's a wrap for for Jamie and Zoe. So then, what they say to the doctor is, "You're going to regenerate. We're going to regenerate you." And he obviously knows that he has been regenerated once, mm-hmm. but he, similar to David Tennant, is like, "I'm not ready. I don't want to go." And then he says, <laughs> the second doctor is very interesting to me um, because he's, <laughs> I don't know, he's very childish, like the way he yeah. reacts to certain things. So then he says, well, then I get to decide what I look like. And, you know, he, he sort of throws a little tantrum about it. And then they go through this thing where they show a bunch of faces and he's like, I don't like that face. <laughs> and then ultimately, then we end with the regeneration, but we don't actually see John Pertwee. So I assume that we didn't know it was him. I, I don't. Um, yeah. So I think uh, so. The the show is kind of on the bubble at this point, uh, and uh, I think there was some talk oh. that they may not keep going. Um. Uh. But uh. So I think there was. They eventually they were like, ah, oh, we might do one more. Anyway, um, I can't remember. Well, I was on live, so I, I definitely don't remember from which. I can't remember if I've read or not when John Pertwee was cast uh, or if he was available yet. But uh, yeah, I feel like they were going into like the next season, being like, well, it'll probably go back. <laughs> if not, he just went down his whirlpool and <laughs> but in general i thought this episode was was really interesting because first of all it gave them um they they got to show the costume designers had a ton of fun having all mm-hmm. these different wars going on they put all that together really well it was an interesting story the way that um, the people were being mind controlled and that it was done for just kind of the enjoyment of the it's just a really interesting story it just didn't need to be like what was it almost three and a half hours long yeah it just didn't, it didn't need to be that long uh, and it actually didn't uh they they had uh there was another story planned uh, i think this was gonna be six parts uh, and then there was a four-part story plan uh and the four-part story fell apart somehow um and so they were like ah they went to the authors at malcolm hulk and turn sticks and turn sticks was becoming script editor and so he's this is what you're supposed to do is to be able to fix things. But can you, it, it, it just came like, uh, can you just check four more episodes of what you're doing? And they're like, uh, we wrote a six part story. Like, and so they, they, the interview with Terrence just made it sound so easy where he's like, yeah, we just tipped adding another war game every week. <laughs> like, well, yeah. And, the, and like characters get introduced later. They're like, we didn't need another one of these guys. I mean, and they do a good job. Everyone's actually doing a good job here. But it's like, we didn't need another soldier here to be like, so we spent a whole show getting to know this guy. And then, I just. I mean, I, I, will, I will give them yeah. credit. I, I do think um, they do a pretty good job of considering again, considering that they would have had to readjust the pace and they weren't prepared for it. Um, they dole out information uh, very strategically and very and very at a reasonable pace, um, uh, but not. Uh, they don't pile it all at once, right? The hints that it's the Time Lords start like in Episode One, right? And you you hear the sound of one of their aliens time she's like oh this is like a tardis like, I'm just but then the at the end when they've established yeah. it it is just yeah. the sound is just a tardis like yeah you just and you're just like, oh and it's just like all these little bits and i think that i thought that was very well done and um 
uh, you know, they're just because you can't get that right. I mean, there's you know, um, we're watching uh, Collateral, and if you've seen this, is a show on uh, Amazon with uh, J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons, um, and it's an interesting show. I, I'm struggling with it because they're doling. It's one of you know, it's a conspiracy show about you know something. Uh, <laughs> they're doling out information too slowly. They, they, we there are too many characters. They say mysterious things. We don't know what they don't tell us enough. It's like okay, I need to do something here, <laughs> right? That you could get it wrong. Uh, but I thought this does it very well paced, uh, and then you do, um, and then it builds up to the. I mean, uh, this was the the first appearance of the Time Lords that we'd seen a another renegade before this, the meddling monk, uh, and uh, and uh, but this and so he sort of mentioned he had other people, um, but we'd never seen the Time Lords before. So this would be a huge deal. I mean, like you know, not like there's an event television in the same way then as there is now. So I'm not sure people were expecting it necessarily, but. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a big buildup, and then uh, they do a good job. I think at the end in the uh, episode nine and ten, when they're coming, and it's just like a the, the lights drop and there's like a, a sound of rushing wind or something. And then uh, Philip Maddox character is like, "They are coming," and it's just like, "Oh, aren't they really building this up?" So they do a good job. It's sort of, uh, here they are, here they go. But then, <laughs> then, then it's like, and they're in a dark room, and, and there's three guys in robes. And you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big deal uh, for for. Um, uh, to add the mythology, as you say, like sort of adding the backstory to the Doctor. That's yeah, he's not like he's not the son of the president or something big like that. I thought it was, it was kind of a good touch. Um, they do a lot. I wanted to mention. Um, there's a lot of uh, because it's war. There's a lot of action sequences <laughs> here, which are really very British. And <laughs> there's once again, there's lots of shooting things out of people's hands. A lot of sharpshooters here because there's some gunplay. There's, there's also a really terrible fight. Um, uh, where <laughs> just the punches are so just the fight choreography, just not a strong suit. It's hard of, to do in life. Of, um, uh, yeah, I, I did. Um, yes, it's the war games. It's all set up to be all oh, these great conflicts and all this strategy and stuff. But at the heart, of it, I'm just laughing about this. At the heart of it, it's two mid-level management people fighting. It's the security chief versus the war chief, <laughs> and they're just bickering and they hate each other and they're all trying to trip each other up. And then the then the boss shows up and they're like, ooh, he did it all wrong. No, he did not do it all wrong. He's it's that is the heart of the story. It's two mid-level bureaucrats fighting over something. Uh, That's <laughs> it's, what, it's great. That, that was funny for me because I kept thinking that the master <laughs> would be in charge and we're like, wait, he's not even in charge. It's this other guy. <laughs> like it was very that was interesting. Do yeah, we find a, much about those those people? The no, and oddly, like oddly little. Um, uh, in fact, they go out of their way not to say they'll be like, "We must get back to the home planet." It's like, <laughs> do you mean to name it? <laughs> and you forgot to fill in the blank in the script. Like they they go out of their way not to say who they are, where they're from. Um, yeah, we don't really run into them again. Um. Uh, it was too bad, actually, because, I mean, they should have set up to be this great, you know, power of the universe. I mean, you know what it was? Someone anymore. just introduced their planet to online risk. Like, <laughs> oh, this is fine. We'll just do this. This is great. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, we're fine. We're good now. Um, <laughs> uh, and, oh, wait, again, it, is, um, uh, it does have an epic feel as you're talking about the battles and stuff. Uh, and also the great sort of, I, I, was, I was just watching this thinking, like, who would think you 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 have to play with a studio uh, in the middle of London and somewhere you can get to within half an hour uh, for about a day's filming. How who would think I should do a giant uh, uh, war game set on you know multiple history throughout history multiple wars through history and I think it's epic in scale again 
um in a way i think i think you just had to think like this as a as a television writer even as a playwright right you just be like well yeah i'm just gonna have to make big things in little rooms uh but yeah, they they pulled off but just like wow that's huge scale to think about it, to try and do this yeah and they make it no, seem they, very big they definitely pull it off and the from both like i said the the period stuff they also clearly like had horses and chariots for a day got some shots so they just cut it together a couple times. And you got those ways. Romans coming over that hill. <laughs> Looks fine. I mean, like, yeah, it reminds me of the Monty Python. Um, <laughs> people, um, when they're charging uh, down against the hill, yeah. they keep using the same footage over <laughs> and over. And but but it looks good. I mean, the the way it's cut together and then the ship, they do cool stuff with just magnets on boards that it's like, yeah, it's great 60s designs, yeah. right? They, they get the glasses. The guards just wearing wetsuits. <laughs> um, and yeah, the controls are all magnets. Which is, yeah, very clever. Uh, I was like, OK, that's, it's, it's someone's trying to be creative here. I liked it. <clears throat> um, I thought that um, this is. I haven't seen a ton of the second doctor, right? Especially in actual video, because we've seen some of the animated and stuff like that. And. Again, he he's very childish, and he also he just gets so flustered so easily. He's very he's a really interesting. He's very different than the other doctors. He gets very flustered. He gets very snippy. He's like oftentimes when they're as they do with all the doctors are like, so what do we do now? Like, what's the plan? He's like, well, I don't know. Just just leave me alone. Like he gets very short with people. Um, I don't know. He just I. I got a lot of him this this episode, and it was um, he's he's a he's a funny little man. Yeah, Patrick Chan is very interesting uh, because we'll see. Um, so uh, yeah, there's not a lot of episodes that exist uh, with him, or, or he has the most missing of any doctors. So there are huge gaps in sort of his performance you don't get to see. Um, he uh, and and a lot of it is his performance. Uh, they just uh, some great interviews with people who were writing sort of when they were back doing the the you know in the wilderness years. Uh, they were writing more books. Um, they started a missing adventures series where they would write with any of the doctors from different times. And then uh, all the authors were like, it it was really hard to write Troughton hmm. uh, because there's so much in his performance and his in the way he spoke and like his his gestures. It's like it was really difficult to get it. And a lot of them didn't get there. It just, it sounds like a generic doctor. Like, yeah, it's the second doctor and you can picture shot, but it's like, I didn't write a character. Um, mm. But yeah, so they have to rely on what performances we've seen. Uh, and then what's going to be interesting is we'll get to him uh, not too long, but um, Patrick Troughton came back uh, three times. Uh, he came back in the three doctors. He came back in the five doctors. He came back in the two doctors. He was around. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, the other future multi-doctor stories, and he comes back as kind of a caricature of himself. It's still huh. a good role. I mean, he still plays it well, but it's 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 a little bit more funny and a little bit more quirky. Uh, and that became sort of people's because more people saw those because of course they're in color and they're more recently broadcast. Yeah. Uh, and so that became people's impressions. It's, it, it makes for a very complex sort of uh, understanding of the character by the people who spend all the time watching. It's like there's many different ways you've got him depending on what stories you've seen. So that's interesting to hear that the show is sort of on the rocks at this point. So. Was the third uh, was a was the third Doctor popular? Obviously, yeah, the fourth it, Doctor is where it got to some heights of popularity. Yeah, uh, third Doctor really picked it back up again. Uh, I think so. They were basically, uh, um, I think they were going to they were going to take one more season of Doctor Who, uh, and during that season, they were trying to develop other ideas uh, for something else, like other science fiction shows. And the reason Doctor Who was saved, they just couldn't recall anything else. They're like, eh, we'll just keep doing it. It's <laughs> like, didn't come up with their own thing. Uh, and so, yeah, they just kept, but um, it, I mean, it was, it was doing fine, uh, but it wasn't, it had sort of slipped in ratings. Um, and I mean, you know, we're t- it's interesting to, I don't, I don't think I have a full handle on sort of how British people watch television. 
uh, or, or when I read about ratings, I think I think about primetime evening ratings. He's showing out at 5.15 on a Saturday afternoon. Um, <laughs> like, so when we're talking ratings, you know, it'd be like, yeah, who's, who's watching TV? Uh, I guess the British just start, it gets dark earlier. Uh, but, um, uh, but it looks so like yeah, about five, four or five million people per episode. Yeah, right. It's, it's huge. Writing. I mean, yes, there's not as many things to watch on TV, but still, it's a lot. Um, uh, but yeah, he was starting to slip a little bit in there. All right. And, and I think, you know, it's interesting, right? It would have been it, it would have been a show that every, was lost in history. People were like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> but nobody would remember <laughs> it, right? And then, yeah, yeah I think one more doctor and they're just kind of like, oh, I just keep going and going. And it happened. Now, did, did this showrunner carry on into the third doctor? Because... Um, what I thought was interesting was the complete setup of the the unit period of saying, by the way, you're not going to be you're going to have to stay on Earth. And the part of the the ruling of the trial was saying, you seem to like Earth so much. Why don't you marry it? And <laughs> like, hey, you know, you're, you're down there on Earth helping out. We think you, there's a reason for this. You should stay there. Your TARDIS privileges are taken away. And there you go. Yeah, interesting. Um, so which they, is what they, happened for several of those seasons. Yeah, right? they're handing off to a new production team uh, who I think kind of I think management uh, basically decreed this. They're like, it, it's really expensive to have to build all these sets and do all these costumes and stuff all the time. So it's all going to be Earth. Uh, and so that was sort of the dictate from the BBC management was like, you can keep doing it but it's going to be different. Uh, and here's your new format. <laughs> so <they're>, okay. <laughs> and like, they do not quite have the same level of control uh, that they do now. Wow, I'm sorry. I'm reading just a crazy fact that maybe you already told this to me, and so forgive me. But it says that uh, Diana Gabaldon, may, uh, who wrote the Outlander series, um, after viewing the War Games, and in particular the character of Jamie, <laughs> uh, set Outlander in Scotland and named the protagonist Jamie. <laughs> I, never knew that. I did not know that. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Hey, it's a very influential show. Oh, wow. You know, you're gonna you're gonna influence the people when you're on television for 50, 60 years. That's what it takes. <laughs> it's all it takes. It's the magic number, they say. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Whoa. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, Sort of an epic, well, yeah. That's an epic, epic theme. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those, those timpani drums. I don't know how you get them in your office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. thanks, guys. Hey, you did a great job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Wow, I, I, I'm, I'm amped up for themes now. Try not to make too much. Normally, noise. it's just normally it's just a dull slog. Just a slog. <laughs> just a real drudgery. Uh, yeah. Well, so we like to talk about uh, things that happen more than once throughout these episodes of Doctor mm-hmm. Who. We call them themes. We invented that term yeah. and is really Operating. caught on yeah. in popular it, culture. It, 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 they so we teach have it lot, in English classes now. Lots of stuff we could talk about. We could talk about Galfrey. We've already talked quite a bit about that, but I know also you just want to talk about David Tennant and uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, so, so quickly, I think um, uh, we're actually seeing the phenomenon here in this real it has happened, continued to happen of the Time Lords being brought in when you want something big to happen, right? It's like ah, the Time Lords big to happen. It's just an interesting, uh, you know, the sort of the the series epic machine. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I, I don't know that it's, it's interesting. Um, uh, is it? I get on what you think. Is it easy to do this? Because it's like, oh, well, okay. I know it's a shorthand for something big is happening if you've dealt with the the you know sort of the characters' origins or you know it's these people, or whatever. Uh, or or so I, I've covered the epicness just by the subject matter itself. Or do you have to write to it? Like you have to be like, it's still got to be epic. It's still got to be big. I, it seems like it might be a little lazy, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I I um I don't know. I'm torn on having seeing those glimpses into the Time Lords and Gallifrey because 
when I've seen it, I feel like it's been very unsatisfying. Yeah. And um, I don't know exactly what I'm wanting to see, but like it's almost easier, just not easier. It's almost better that it's just tucked away in something that's referred to if unless they're really going to show it. And maybe that's something that has to be done with more like a movie or something like that really has to go in and like build the world. And it's just not going to work well on like um on, you know, 30 minute by 30 minute on a TV show. But because like I think in both these cases, it was cool to see a little glimpse. But then you just felt like, well, we didn't need this to make the plot work. And it's just it's too small. It, it's such a big thing that it gets inserted in a small way and then just feels like, oh, you didn't. Yep. Why'd you do this? Yeah, I think it, I think the war games did it better. Um, yeah, you know, because but, we're still surprised. They were still surprised to sort of play off too. Right? We because when they theater, came yeah. in, that took over the story. Yeah. And, and then so it's like, OK, forget what we were doing now. This is the whole <laughs> thing. Too now, big, yeah. And that may, that to me is like, yeah, it should be that big. Like they should put him on trial. There should be this thing where we're declaring a bunch of stuff about how time and the doctor work. Like that's how big it should be. So when like they just kind of came in, and we're like, you thought someone else was the monster of the week, but actually it's us. Oh, you defeated us. Ah, bye. It's like, what? Bye. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, um, uh, and it's, uh, um, Several producers sort of said, you know, they don't like the Time Lord baggage and all that because it is like the well, Steve Moffat. He's like, the, the show is called Doctor Who. Doctor Who, you're not supposed to know. Like every time you explain more, it just makes it, you're, you're diminishing. <laughs> That's that. funny. Like it's owning the mystery right at the heart of it. Who said that Moffat uh, said that? Yeah, I think so. I think Moffat. Well, he so likes just, to explain nothing. I feel like yeah, in these. Right. <laughs> just, he like he doesn't like to be constrained or anything. Certainly, um, but yeah, it's like every time you add something, it, it takes a little bit of the mystery or interest out of this character, right? Like, oh, okay. Uh, and and yeah, you're absolutely right. Like the, the more you leave to the imagination, the more people can fill in with better special effects, frankly. Uh, and like, um, uh, so yeah, it's 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 a. But I get the temptation, right? It's like, oh well, if I want people to remember this, I want them to know it's a big story. Then obviously a big, big revelation from our past. I mean, I guess in mythic stories, right? it wouldn't work for us. Like Porter once worked at Denny's, and like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> big revelation from his past. Uh, it's got to be yeah, epic stories, but still, I mean, I mean I'm sure Joseph Campbell has thoughts on this uh, uh, in terms of. Uh, well, we'd love to have him on, but he died, and it's yeah, been a real jerk, uh, real yeah, real jerk move. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't restricted. One email that says, "Hey, I died," so you can't come on the show. But no, nothing. So <laughs> yeah, his out of office message. <laughs> By the way, guys, sorry to let you know. <laughs> Um, thanks for reading the book uh, i'm gonna be checking yeah. some email but i am dead so please just don't expect a reply a time. uh yeah so it's, it's, um um but obviously you don't need the other thing too is of course both these epics end with a regeneration i mean i think that's the other you know again maybe reflecting that you've got to bring in higher stakes right it's got to be it's got to be big if you're gonna bring in sort of the origin story of the character then yeah i guess you gotta it's gotta pay off for something really big and, and yeah. almost almost I, I don't know if this is how it worked in the writing, but almost like the inclusion of the time means like, oh, well, now it's something. You know, well, just, in fact, thinking of be driving by a car and waving and be like, oh, there's time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the time lords. Everybody wave. <laughs> I, I think uh, thinking about the way the world lords uh, did it, you know, you don't want to crib that, but that would almost work better just to say that, like, bring him back to the time lords and then the time lords are going to force him to regenerate. Like, like have that be. And I, you know, there's maybe one twist too many going on there where it's like, no, let that be the thing. Like, um, yeah. Anyway, we did anyway. have David Tennant regenerate. Yeah. So let's talk a bit about uh, David Tennant. He's good. All right. Well, uh, we're <laughs> <in the rankings. laughs> now, uh, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I just alluded to this a little bit in the early session, um, but um, uh, it's transformative. I mean, you know, a lot of people vote him as the best doctor of all time, beating Tom Baker now. Uh, he's enormously popular. Um, clearly he's loved so charismatic. Yeah, and, and just and I think, but I think part of it is he loved every. He was clearly, I mean, he got to grow up and play his childhood hero. I mean, <laughs> I mean that wow. can't happen very often. Uh, but yeah, so you but, said he was the first doctor. Who was a fan of Doctor Who? Like a re- yeah, a really hardcore fan. I, I think Peter Davison had watched it or something when, because he was pretty young when he's cast. But um, yeah, and it'd be like if I if it'd be like if somehow somehow I could grow up and play Han Solo, right? I mean, it'd be like what? <laughs> like there's no, uh, it, it really can't be have happened to that many people. If you know, other than me, David Tennant, and it just comes out in the on the whole performance, um, and you know, I think you read the Davies writing to his strengths. He'd already, he'd like written for David Tennant a couple times before, um, uh, a series called Casanova and some other stuff, uh, and so they were comfortable with it. And then, yeah, I think um, uh, Chris Eccleston obviously got it started in the first season. It's nice, but it was really David Tennant just turned it into. I mean, backed by I think sort of the, the imagination, Russell Davies brought into it, turned it into an epic. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean. Um, uh, pity poor Matt Smith. Uh, he has to step into his shoes. I mean, this was, you know, people are like, I I don't know. Matt, David Tennant's the doctor. I've only ever seen the show. There's one random guy at the beginning for some reason, but then they retooled the show and now he's the star, right? I mean, like, there was, for a lot of people, that was it. Um, and so, yeah, this is huge. Yeah, he, um, and I really liked the ninth doctor, and it sounds like he almost left more for contractual reasons. I, I wish he had a few more episodes. Um, I really liked him, and he was such a different uh, feel, but yeah, this does really feel like if you were going to start watching, um, he would be anywhere in this time period would be a good place to start watching in several of the episodes. You know, we we rank we have a very detailed and yeah. consistent yeah. ranking it's system. Ranking. Yeah. But uh, one of the one of the reasons we do often discuss why we would rank something higher is if we felt like it was something that you, I, you could just show this to someone and say, this is Doctor Who. So if you like this you're good like this is it and so many of the david Tennant episodes i feel like fit that bill where you could say hey you could watch the standalone thing and kind of get all you need to know about doctor who as a show um and that's huge then he had such good um uh uh energy uh with all the companions Mm -hmm. you know i mean um of course with rose Rose. (laughs) um but uh martha and donna too i mean like T- uh, David Tennant and uh, and Donna, the Ten Doctor and Donna, I think is like that's like my favorite pair. Yeah, um, it's so really far good. of just like like we said when we were ranking any of their episodes, we we're like this wasn't a very good episode, but I'm ranking it number <laughs> two because of them. Like they're just so charming. Yeah. Um. I, interesting. He seems to have gone to on to quite a lot of other things after Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um. It hasn't been like a typecasting thing, despite the fact he was in this role for what five six years yeah and um, yeah it, it does and it obviously became incredibly well known for, i don't know if typecasting is less of a problem than you see. <laughs> it's, uh because he's played i mean he went into Broadchurch, where he played a very dramatic role uh another future doctor um <clears throat> and um uh, uh he's done um uh, he did good omens which is a little more genre like but i mean you know his, his performance and that is nothing did at all, he like, do um, much else while being doctor who or was it sort no, of like no, it's it is a it is a full-time job like you just because you're not just filming you're, you're doing all of these promotions and publicity and you're constantly on the road and doing stuff and yeah it, it's pretty hard to do anything else while you're, while you're the doctor you it's it's like it's not even like being james bond because it's not um you know you're just doing movies with james bond but it's you're, just, you're the face of an entire franchise it's like being a star hockey player or basketball player right you don't just play the games you have to do all this other stuff around it and i think that's a lot what doctor who's like was he 
um, was he ready to step away as an actor or was that a... Yeah, so the sort of standing rule seems to be three years amongst uh, Doctor Who actors, right? I mean, they all get when they get together the Grand Council meetings, they're all sitting around. The table. Three years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because oh, so he was they, on there for longer than that, though. Uh, with three seasons, no, season two, three, four, uh, I know he's three seasons in the specials, right? Oh, so basically, okay. three years. Uh, so, yeah, roughly. <laughs> it's not like hard pass, but um, and that seems to be what most of them stick to. It's like, okay, I'm, you know, I'll do it. I mean, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge um, treadmill of, of you know, nose to the grindstone. Uh, and I can stand it for that long. And, and most people say, you know, you don't want to wear it, you're welcome. Um, uh, you know, Pertwee and Baker did a little bit longer. Uh, obviously, Baker, the record holder. Um, uh, but yeah, and, and yeah, Pertwee had other jobs. Afterwards. Baker really never did. Uh, he's just always been the doctor. So he was clearly typecast. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> um, I think uh, I think he was, they always sort of in the back of their mind being like, if you, I, I think Ted even said, he's like, if I stayed, I would have just never left. Right. Like at a certain point where you're just like, well, I'm never, I'm never going to leave the show. It's just wonderful. Yeah. It's everything I want. Uh, and then he's like, but I don't want to do that as an actor. So yeah, I, I think most kind of keep it in the back of their minds. And Jody Wicker's leaving after three. I mean, then Capaldi did as well. So that's what they keep it from there. Now I want to go watch. It looks like he also, they probably all did, but um, he did a bunch of like, w- w- played himself or played the 10th doctor in a bunch of like skits and spoofs like even on the Catherine tate show yeah. he was in a, a skin the Catherine tate one, yeah. show which i'd love to, <laughs> to watch that that's that's great that they would do that he was on family guy the muppets wow he's and he's never um uh he's never uh, after being a lifelong fan he was doing <clears throat> he's doing the big finish audios before uh he was cast as doctor in different characters um and then now he does 10th doctor audios uh, so yeah, he'll never, he'll never leave. I mean, if he, he certainly, he knows the obligation is like, once you've been in the show, you never leave the show. You're part of this family. <laughs> um, and so, uh, he's not, he certainly is not resistant to that. Well, and again, uh, he and married so, the doctor's daughter too. So it's exactly. just, do you want me to go into that? I guess some, some material. On all right john how you doing this has been we're we're hanging and, in there folks uh, red applause there for david tennant he's out out uh series rap done. david tennant series rap for david tennant Goodbye. all right uh, i don't know about this matt smith character i don't think he's gonna catch on but we'll see i don't think i don't i don't think he has legs um there are over well there are two i gotta fix it okay yeah. no no it's correct because it says there are over 295 we record this entire episode together <laughs> we've ranked 92 of them so we're gonna rank it's so funny to call these two just single stories with two quick like stories yeah. weighty quick things okay so I'll, I'll start um first with the end of time um this was okay so we've ranked uh this will be 94 stories this was you know not in the bottom but like the bottom of the middle kind of for <laughs> me um again there's some moments that i like so that keeps it from going too low but it's way too long and just felt like either this should have been in place of another of the other finale <laughs> or shouldn't have happened at all um i actually ended up with it um uh let's see right above the idiot's lantern i I, 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 I kind of like right in the middle actually it's um idiot's lantern i have it below ambassadors of death time where it's very similar to what we just ranked um but i because it was just sort of like i don't know like when i when i looked too low it was like i generally came away from those stories kind of feeling like i didn't really like it there's something i didn't like about this i just wanted it to be better or more and it wasn't uh, the war games I ranked a little higher, but not that much more. Um, uh, so sorry, end of time I ranked uh, uh, 44th. Um, 
The war games I ranked a little higher, but not that much. I ranked it 38th. I ranked it just below Spearhead from Space, which comes Yay. next. Um, and like in Legopolis and just above the Romans and around then. Um, all the same stuff. Like it was pretty good. I, it would have been very different had this been four episodes instead of 10, because I think it would have been a really interesting story and then gone into this regeneration and you got to see Gallifrey and it was all very cool. Um, but it just was so long that um, I just think it 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 suffered uh, mainly from that. Uh, that was the main thing it suffered because I love Jamie and I like the second doctor. Um, not my favorite, but I like him. So, yeah, kind of uh, middle middle of the pack here for me for both of them. Yeah, it sounds about right. At the end of time, I have a um, I have. I, I just have, I'm not being really sure where to put it. So I put it near the sound of drums last of the time, which, which I rank in the same or sort of rate no, in the same way. I think it's significantly of, better than that. Um, uh, but. I, it's, it's still it maybe and maybe this reflects sort of a weakness of master stories. Like it's still it's convoluted. It's, it doesn't. There's some unsatisfying element. Like I didn't like the Dobby Doctor, and, and here I I I had the same impression after first watching it. I remember is the head thing when he switches is dumb. It's just for what I don't know why it's just a weird thing to fix it and be like, yeah. well, that's a stupid effect. <laughs> I know, but but, it, just but they weird. hinge the whole thing on it, like ha ha! Yeah. Look at this, and this is happening, and then you're yeah. like, oh, I think it's yeah. dumb. So do we have to really go through the last hour then to get this? <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, it's and so it's a bit meandering. Um, yeah, it absolutely seems like he had to stretch for time and did not want to. Uh, and so they add all this other stuff. Um, I should say it does have. I mean, um. Uh, it does have some. Uh, it, it tries to generate excitement. Like there's a few moments I remember watching when the music was clearly like, "All right, it's gonna take off here. It's really gonna happen here." And, then, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and it would just be like, "Oh no, they're at a cafe." Like, it, like it was, <laughs> not unlike my theme music. Yeah, exactly. Really. Like, it got you amped up. Like, oh, all right, this is a big moment here. It's gonna happen. And then it just went nowhere, which is a really lot of the story. Uh, so uh, yeah, I've got it. And uh, just above uh, "Sound of Drums," last time was at number sixty-seven. So those, it's the the modern master ghetto of your rankings. Yeah, right. <laughs> Really modern and just sit there. And then uh, war games. I do have slightly higher. Um, uh, yeah, again, war games could just be cut for padding. I mean, there's nothing. That was like the thing. Is like there's nothing in it that's bad. Everything in it is good. There's just too much of it. You're just like, okay, well, I don't have so much time today here. <laughs> like, uh, and that, yeah, I think that's the thing. I was watching. Like, all right, this is a well constructed plot. Uh, the characters are all interesting. Uh, uh, the plot holds together. The um, uh, the effects are are. For the 1960s, passable, uh, certainly. Um, there's nothing bad about it at all. And it leads, obviously, to a huge epic finale. It's just, like, too much of a good thing in a way. It's just like, okay, well, yeah, it's it's still just too long. <laughs> um, uh, I, 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 I think I recall even watching it, Ed, and I was doing my, my, my Mormon mission of Doctor Who, which was watching all the episodes in order. Uh, uh, I recall, because I was watching only two episodes a night, and I recall it being a, a lot better then. Because it's like, oh, all right, it's just two episodes of time, right? You, and you kind yeah. of space it out. And it was very interesting because, um, you know, again, it's like a, it's a cool investment. Epic, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to get it really into this story. And I mean, you know, they, they bring characters back up three episodes later. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this guy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I did, I did like that. I do think they pulled it off. So, yeah, I've got it. Um, uh, I put it near my other Doctor Who epic, uh, just below the Dalek Invasion Earth at number 44 uh, or uh, uh, two. All right. Well, plug in the old supercomputer here mm-hmm. and uh, War Games, unsurprisingly, we both ranked it very similarly and it similarly ends up middle of the pack tied for 42 with Utopia. So Ooh. just just above the middle there. And then uh, end of time, uh, a little lower ends up basically where you near basically where you ranked it uh, 61 so I was correct. Uh, out of 94. You, you were correct. And I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, computer. Wrong on that one. 
And by the way, so some interesting things now that we can do Ooh, is that now we've completely ranked all the ninth and tenth Doctor. Right. And wasn't there one other, the third Doctor? I know uh, Liz, third Doctor. I mean, we've been through all the third Doctors first season, yeah. We've gone through all of one season of the third Doctor. Yeah, okay, season. so but we have completely ranked all the ninth and tenth Doctors, so we can compare how we've how those have ended up ranking. So remember, we're we're out of 92 right now so if you know if um a 46 is middle of the or out of 94 sorry so um folks if you're listening to the show for the math just <laughs> it's never worked out for either one seven <laughs> is an exact middle so um meaning if it's a little higher than that then that means a little a little more but we can compare them so uh our <laughs> our overall average ranking has the ninth doctor at an exact 47 just like Ooh. right in the middle just in the middle and then the a the tenth doctor um shows average a 38 so mm. significantly higher now that's mainly driven by me oh. i have the tenth doctor ranked um 35 david tennant i would still hang out with you we used to be friends david tennant don't don't don't, don't. you have <laughs> david tennant ranked uh below um uh christopher eccleson now again, remember, uh, David Tennant has so many more episodes. Yeah, and he's just a before so. clunkers in there. Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah, Chris, Chris Eccleston, um, it's all pretty strong, right? I mean, it's all, yeah, yeah. There's a few weaker ones, but it's not. It's uh, the extremes are not quite the same. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, anyway, so more to come on that. Lots more stats breakdowns. Yeah, this is for the post game show. The no, not the mind pro fantasy leagues too. <laughs> get really into this stuff. Deep, deep into this stuff. Now, you can see all these rankings um, uh, and more at mindprobe.show. You can mm-hmm. see notes from old episodes. John's been, by the way, if you haven't checked in a while, yeah. John has gone back through a lot of episodes and yeah. put a bunch of interesting links and stuff in there. Still going. Still working. You can see how to subscribe to the podcast. We'd love mm-hmm. it if you subscribe Let's to the it. podcast. Tell friends about the podcast. Do you have friends all who are interested in Doctor Who or are interested actually in getting into Doctor Who? Because that's me i am getting yeah. into doctor who watch me hear me do it explain <laughs> first explain podcast to people because not everybody may know and then explain then explain that's how true. anybody can do a podcast like any idiot can do a podcast and then be like <laughs> these two people have yeah, really set up uh you can reach out to john or me at john at mindprobe.show do our regular uh, or, show check of the yeah um, or porter at mindprobe.show um so do that uh <laughs> or don't what do we care <laughs> or don't um i'm trying to think if i had a check-in ooh, ooh, ooh. from paul paul's been busy i think um, uh, i don't know mail, but yes, I, I had a whatsapp from paul um, and um uh, he's fine well we'll look at him he's fine <laughs> um mm-hmm. so uh what else am, am, am i missing anything else that's on the show you can oh you can see the watch order if you want to watch along with us um and to that end john uh, what are we what are we going to watch for the next episode new beginnings it's time to start Woo-hoo. to kick this puppy into into first gear again and uh, by the way that's a wrap on our fourth yeah. season oh hey because so, yeah. people really pay attention to our seasons <laughs> <laughs> We um, never mention them really anywhere except if you look into the metadata of the podcast yeah. episodes. That's but, where all the real info is. In, that's, and I, and it's where all the real secrets are in the metadata books. Don't the government tell you different. Uh, <laughs> what was happening? Oh, right. And uh, it's new doctors. It's new doctors galore. There are new doctors a popping uh, mm. left, right, and center. Uh, we start the Stephen Moffat, Matt Smith era with the 11th hour, uh, which is also going to introduce us to Amy Pond. Amy Bond. Uh, and then we are going to start and complete uh, the Palm Again Eighth Doctor era in wow. one go. 
Okay. Uh, so you have 30 episodes. No, um, uh, the, the 1996 Doctor Who TV movie, that is the official title, or it's actually just Doctor Who. Uh, and uh, yes, this is the uh, BBC Fox co-production. It's just a lot to unpack here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and yes, it is our, it is our one and only uh, uh, television uh, exposure to uh, the eighth Doctor, Paul McGann. By the way, I just want to mention that will be – I need to change the website to mention this to John before we started recording. But I also need to change the watch order on the website too because we were going to spread out End of Time and War Games into two episodes. But we said, nah, let's just make one big freaking episode, which we have. Uh, John called it. He said it's going to be an hour and a half. And yeah, by yeah. God, it's going to be an hour and a half. We basically but, do the YouTube did. They were like, hey, we should we should probably do this in, in one in a separate episode. Then just keep making them longer. Just make it bigger. <laughs> we can do this. So I will effort to update the website uh, when you, by the time you listen to this, but episode 48 will be the 11th hour and, and the Doctor Who movie. So. Your, little, your little calendars there, your little, your little, your little uh, personal assistant uh, PDAs that people carry now. Yeah. Uh, your Newton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your Newton. Spend the next 10 hours trying to get your Newton direction. Your palm pilot. <laughs> oh, yes. Here's to all of it, John. Here is to the future. Future doctors. There may be many. In fact, there may be a lot more. I can't believe there's a new episode of Doctor Who. Yeah, right. Just sitting there. There. And you chose to do this podcast. I mean, I didn't want to. (laughs) Are you going to watch it right now? No, I'm tired. I'm tired. Uh, But we, I know, this is a true sacrifice. Uh, I chose instead to be social people are building out front wow i could have and considered just walking out at seven o'clock so i could watch both but i no no i would socialize with other people uh instead of uh, watching unusual things <laughs> you're like and i regret it all i regret everything <laughs> and then get those hour back come from comradeship i don't know what that's uh, I don't know where it's you, from. I think it's from The Simpsons, but it's someone falling down a huge well. And they say, I regret everything. That's <laughs> one of my favorite things. And of course, you should be supposed to the website. You should post the, uh, the, uh, the Mario family, the, uh, the Mason's Oh, Mario. should that be my picture? Okay. Yeah. You, yeah, should we your neighborhood with Jillian's? Yeah, the neighborhood is popping this year. I think there's yeah. a kind of... COVID. Last year we had Halloween, but everyone was kind of like, hey, yeah. trick or treat? I'm not sure. Are we doing this? Like, like, throw like a brick with a sneaker spread or two. Hey, trick or treat. Well, also because we know, think about how much more we know about the virus now. It's like, if you're outside and running around, it's fine. Like, it's yeah. okay. So, um, unless you're like gathering in like a huge group. So, right. uh, I probably like, you need to be touch the bag of chips. Right. 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 So, on that note. <laughs> Mind probe dot boom 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 show. <laughs>